They are getting ready for the Christmas season and our beautiful service that comes on at Christmas Eve. And uh, I want to thank the uh, teachers who put it all together every year. And now they are just building their, their program and helping the children to get together with the same idea. I want to welcome you to the House of the Lord today. My name is Pastor Mona Stephen. I co-lead with my husband, Pastor Glenn Stephen. Uh, we've been here for uh, 21 years, and I am very appreciative for what God has done amongst this body, but also in our community. Uh, we love our community, and we are always seeking other things to try to touch them. But we're here today as a body of believers who need encouragement and exhortation. We are starting a new series uh, this month called Hold Fast, Be an Overcomer. It's part one, and I'm going to hold, I'm going to carry it through today, and then my husband will carry it through next week, and then so on and so forth. We'll do the tag teaming until we get us to the end of this year. I truly believe there are truths in the, truth in the Bible that would, if we would only understand and embrace them, not just know them, because we can know something, beloved, but it doesn't mean it moves us. We can know a whole lot of information, but it doesn't mean that it's going to move us in the direction that we need to go. And if this is where you are today, you need a word, you need encouragement, you need something to move you from where you are, because you just know where you are is probably not good, and you just need encouragement, let the Word of God just wash over you today. Let's just start off by just bowing our heads and just asking the Holy Spirit, just asking God to make it real to us. The Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. That's what it says. It is inspired and breathed by God. And if we come receiving and really just embracing what he has for us today, I believe what you came with can actually be let go of. I believe that you can leave with a thought, a seed planted in your heart that will change the course of your life. And so today, it's really about how are you going to be responding to the truth you're going to receive. And so let's bow our heads and let's ask God to help us this day to just embrace and maybe have a greater understanding of what he's about to share with us today. Heavenly Father, I thank, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I stand in the authority of the only one that is the one true God, and his name is Jesus. I stand here knowing, Lord, that I can't do anything in my own strength, but through you, I can speak the word that you've given me on my heart for your people. I ask that you would go before me, that you would touch each and every one of us. I ask that you would give us grace to hear and the courage to follow through on what we hear today. I ask, Lord, for those that might know just a bit of, of God and a bit of Jesus, that today they would understand the greatness and how deep and wide your love is for them. And Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Be an overcomer. Have you ever heard of the movie that came out in 2016 called Hacksaw Ridge? It was about a very unlikely hero called Desmond Doss. 
He volunteered during the World War II, and he was trained as a medic, but he was put in a assigned in a rifle company. The biggest problem with that is that he had deep religious conviction that God had told him never to bear arms, that means never to carry a weapon. And here he was assigned to an artillery um, uh, company, and where he had earned ridicule and abuse and contempt because of his stand and his conviction not to carry a weapon. Not only that, he had a great, a, a great disdain from his superiors, and they mocked him for what he stood. But this man stayed in this place unwavering. If you had not seen the movie, uh, if you don't like, because it really gives you an idea of what that war was all about and this battle in particular, this man just stayed unwavering. In 1945, when Doss's company fought the Battle of Okinawa, this was the bloodiest, they said, in the Pacific War. He was faced with unsurmountable challenges. Now, this key, the key to winning Okinawa was, uh, 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 was this cliff called Hacksaw Ridge. And you see it here in the picture. You see the real one, the real picture, and then the movie picture. And this, this ridge here was many, many, 400 feet high. And when they reached that stronghold, they would actually get cut down readily by the, the weapon. There was, no, there was no, nothing protecting them. And when they reached that ridge, unfortunately, they were faced with so much bloodshed that they were called to retrieve back. But as... Uh, uh, Doss looked back upon the field as everybody was crawling back down because it was, it, was, it was so bloody that there was no other way. There was one company after another that got just destroyed by this ridge. And when, when he turned around to look, he saw that there was still a lot of American soldiers that were still wounded. And at this particular moment, this is what he believed that he needed to do. He stayed behind, and with the machine guns and all the, the, the firing going on, bursting around him, he ran repeatedly into the kill zone, carrying wounded GIs to the edge of the cliff, and single-handedly lowered 75 people, 75 men, down to safety in this makeshift, shift, uh, makeshift rope. He did this grueling task for 12 hours. And all he could say at every time when he would go back, he would say, Lord, just one more. Lord, just one more. Let me save one more. As Desmond Doss discovered, the overcoming, his ability to overcome that evening on Hacksaw Ridge was a spiritual issue. He understood he had nothing in him. And if you saw him in the movie, he was very skinny. There was really not much to him. And literally, everybody didn't think, everybody thought that he would just cowered out. But he actually stood on this conviction that God had sent him there for a reason. And the reason he overcame was that he didn't actually uh, go to his own strength to fight this. He knew it was a spiritual, uh, a spiritual issue to overcome what he was going through. The idea of overcoming has a military meaning, which means to conquer. If he was going to conquer this and bring these soldiers down safely, he knew he needed to go elsewhere than himself. 
As members of God's kingdom, we're called to conquer the barriers between who we are today and who God wants us to be tomorrow. We are called here. Our goal is to come over from where we are today and to flourish as the person God has made us to be. We understand that scripture tells us in in James 1, 2 to 4, it says here, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials. Now, Doss faced trials. He faced persecution. He first faced all of these things. But he's saying here, the Bible tells us whenever you're facing trials, troubles, and persecution, he says, let it develop in you. Let your faith develop perseverance. He says, when, because when you know what, that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, and lacking nothing. And so in our trials, and when we come out of our trials, the question we need to ask ourselves, if we have known what God can do in our trials, that he's the one that is already set in motion in us, the victory, then what we do is we come out of our trials more mature, Amen? Who doesn't want to be more mature? I'm, I'm going to be 56 in a few weeks, but we don't finish growing, do we? We don't finish maturing and becoming all that we should be. This is going to be going on for the rest of our lives, but sometimes we settle for less. Sometimes we check out of life because it's just too hard. It's too hard. It's too weary. You know, we, we struggle, and it's, 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 it's difficult to, to keep, keep forward. And so here we're asked, and we know that here the, the scripture says that if we're, we're facing trials and we persevere in faith, that we will mature, we'll be complete, and we will lack nothing. Now, we understand that the obstacles we must face every day that we have to overcome are in three categories. And the three categories is sin, is that, you know, sin is just really missing the mark. God has set a standard, set a mark, and we just miss it by virtue sometimes willfully. We just don't want to do it God's way. We want to do it our way. The world in all of its uh, allurance and all of its promises, you know, all of its is things that they say that they will provide, uh, which they don't. And the devil that the Bible tells us that he comes to rob, kill, and destroy. These are the obstacles that we have to overcome. And our sinful nature is an obstacle. I don't know about you, but do you ever have any fight going on? Are you guys, uh, it's not just me this morning, you know, when, you know, your husband tells you, I think, you know, we got to do this and no, I don't want to. You know, it just, you know, we just fight. We have a hard time to submit. We have a hard time just to release and let go. Our sinful nature struggles to be obedient to God, to understand and to surrender to God. We also have the temptation of the world, the things that pull at us. You know, what, what we see, the, the, the pleasures of the world and all of these things, they come and get us. And we also have the devil himself who actually he was sent to rob and kill. So thankfully, though, the Bible tells me that in each case of these three categories, he says that God has equipped us to overcome every barrier in our path. Every 
barrier, not just some, every. Now, let me show you Romans 8.37. A lot of us have read this, and if I had time, I would love to read it from 31 right on to the end of that chapter. It's a wonderful chapter. It's been one that has kept me quite a bit in the past, but Romans 8.37 says this, yet in all these things, and if you were to go read before that, it was all of these trials, all of these troubles, everything that we go through, yet in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. We would all agree today that it's hard out there. It's hard today. Sometimes it feels like the world is ripping apart at the seams right before our eyes. Sometimes it feels like our hearts can't take any more disappointment, no more hurt, no more betrayal. Sometimes we know that no matter what the world throws at us, we still actually experience anxiety and fear and confusion and temptation. But what the scripture tells me, because he says, and yet in all of these things, you're more than a conqueror, that means I have a choice on how I'm going to respond. If I'm a child of God, I have a choice how I'm going to be responding to these trials. David Jeremiah says this, you can concede defeat or live in the victory God promises you. This was a promise. He says that you are more than an overcomer. But he says this one thing in the book called Overcomer, David uh, Jeremiah. He says it's easy to choose victory, but are we ready to walk in it each day? Are you ready to win this fight against fear, anxiety, uncertainty, anger, bitterness? Are you ready to overcome the world in practice, not just in journey and just in theory? So a lot of us know this scripture, but do we really know it and understand it where when we are faced with so much insurmountable uh, trials that we actually consider this as a promise over our lives? He, I know that there are many things that come our way, and I always have an opportunity to choose to respond to that. I can choose to respond to how I responded to it in the past or what I feel or what I'm sensing, or I could respond to it according to what God is saying. If I believe that I am more than a conqueror, would it change the way that I'm facing this trial? I'm asking you. Yes, it would. I wouldn't actually take the shortcut in fear because it's not really a shortcut. It's a pitfall. I wouldn't go through the, you know, going through to put all of my eggs in one basket when I put all of my confidence in people and people disappoint me and then I get bitter. And so we kind of know that we have a choice. Now, there was another quote that I heard and I want to share with you this morning is, there's nothing Satan can throw at you that you cannot overcome. Remember, he comes to disrupt destroy, rob, and kill. He'll kill your dreams. He'll rob your family. He'll destroy your ability to love again. He will destroy your ability to forgive. That's his heart. He's called the prince of this world, and God has given him a short time to rule this world. And one day, God is going to come back and get us and bring us back, and he is going to set in motion what is wrong right one more time. But while we wait for his return to come and get us, we do have a response. We do have a choice in how we respond. When you are faced with trials, 
when you are faced with uncontrollable circumstances, when you are faced with the lies of the enemy that tells you, you've got to fix this. You, you actually, nothing will ever change. No, no, God is going to set you in motion because you did this mess, you got to clean it. These are lies from the enemy that keeps us from embracing the promises over our lives. You must be prepared, beloved. You must be prepared. And the only way to be prepared is to know who God is and what he says about you. What does he say in Romans 8? He says, you are more than a conqueror. We need to have a deep understanding of what God did for us on the cross through Jesus. You see, Jesus broke the power of sin over us. Jesus broke the power of the world over us. He actually, he rose again. He conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered it all. If we truly understood what he won that day, then you and I, beloved, when trials came, would come, we would actually seek to walk in faith and persevere in it because we are about to experience God like we've never experienced him before. But unfortunately, because we just know that promise and we don't understand it in order to walk in it, what happens is that we find ourselves very incomplete in our trials or we come out of our trials wanting, wanting. In all these things, you are more than a conqueror. The question you need to ask yourself, what is it? That we, how can we conquer? How can we conquer? The key is through him. You saw this picture here today. And I told you there's nothing that Satan can throw at you that cannot. And for those that don't believe in Satan, well, he's there. He, 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 and actually, we just have to look at the world, actually. God's heart was never for the world to be in such chaos and confusion and pain. He had another plan. As a matter of fact, he gave us a way out through his son. But we want to live our life the way we want to live, and yet now we see so, such brokenness in our society today. And here you see how the enemy shoots these arrows, and this, this young boy who is relying on the promises of God. Do you see the shadow? Do you see his shadow? He's a warring soldier. Meaning, we have an authority in Christ that keeps us standing when we believe our position in Christ, when we believe what God has given us. And so through him, so the definition of overcoming is this. Overcome, an overcomer in a dictionary says to prevail over. So consider your trials that you've just gone through, your sufferings, the, the situations, the circumstances that you have just gone through. Have you prevailed over them? Do you conquer them or do you stand in a place of defeat? To overcome is a person who overcomes something. To conquer means to overcome by force and to gain victory over it. Now remember, a person who overcomes is so someone who comes over to where God has already won that battle. And so we rest in his ability to bring us through. Now, the Webster says, a person who wins a war, this is what a, a conqueror means, it's a person who wins a war, subdues and overcomes the enemy. Now, that person for us, if we are born again, if we have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, that person for us is Christ. He's already won the battle that you're in right now. He's already won, and he's given you all that you need to go through that trial. 
So we live, but unfortunately, we live our lives like we have actually lost already. And I think this is where God is trying to get our attention this month in regards to being an overcomer. It's a proclamation over our life. It's a truth. Victory is God's purpose for his children. Let me prove it to you because sometimes we need to see scripture in order that we actually can bounce on it and say, this is what God, what God tells me over my life. He says here, victory is God's purpose for his children. He says, 1 Corinthians 15 says, thanks be to God who gives us the victor victory through our Lord Jesus. Who's it through? That means even though that I don't get it right, even though that I might blow it and walk in failure and that I just don't get it, I still can have that victory through Christ. Now, if I persist in it, that, kinda, that means that I'm being disobedient to the very call to come over where God wants me to go. But here he says, thanks be to God who gives us victory through Christ. Christ has already completed the work. We just have to walk in belief. Now, 2 Corinthians 2 says this, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. I don't know about you, but who doesn't want to triumph over our troubles? Who doesn't want to triumph over our trials, our pain, our wounds? There's nobody here who doesn't want to triumph in these things. So why is it there are so little Christians who are walking in this path? David Jeremiah says this, living the life of an overcomer will bring you strength, peace, courage, hope, and joy. All of these things that we yearn for, that we seek in the world, that can't, we cannot actually attain it. It's very temporary, but through Christ, we get it permanently. But it all depends on how we respond to truth. There is nothing vague about what God is proclaiming in the word over our, over our life today. We are more than conquerors. We have victory, and he always leads us into triumph. Embracing God's design for us today is, is actually being an overcomer starts by understanding what, he, what we have been given through God's love. We've been given Jesus. You see, I don't have to try to work my relationship into to God. I was given a relationship to God through Jesus. I don't have to figure it out. When I believe that he said I'm going to conquer this, my job is to continue to seek him and to believe that he is who he says he is, that Jesus really died and rose again. You know, sometimes we don't understand the whole message of Easter, but Easter is fundamentally our foundation as Christians because if we don't believe he died, then, then, then he, hasn't he hasn't risen again. But all of that causes us to understand that one day we will yet get to heaven but until then we can actually walk victoriously and with that sense of being a conqueror in all that we do when we believe what God has said as the truth confronts us and you have an ability you have actually an opportunity today the truth is confronting you today we can do one of two things Either we can refuse to be pushed into God's mold of victory and overcoming, or we can yield to him and be fashioned into his likeness. 
Either we refuse to believe that God says you're, you're more than an overcomer. I've given you all the equipping that you need for every battle you will face. We can refuse to believe it and come over to where he wants you to be so he can give you rest, peace, joy, and strength, or we can actually yield. Remember when I said at the beginning, you have a choice on how to respond. You can concede defeat whenever you're faced with insurmountable trials and defeat and stresses, whatever they are, family, finances. You can concede defeat and just go as you always do. Or you can live in the victory God promises you. It's, an e it's easy to choose victory, beloved but it is walking in it that requires obedience. You see, a lot of times I hear people say, well, you know, I've been asking God to give me victory over this, but you know, victory doesn't come if you don't actually walk it out. So if God is saying, Mona, I'm gonna give you victory over this fear, and when things start happening, the fear rises up, he's going to ask me, do you believe that I've already told you you're gonna conquer this? This is not hyper faith, this is based on the word of God that tells us God has already proclaimed this to be a truth. And there are times when we're faced with trials and the, the, just the, the suffering and, the, and the, the weariness of everything, we forget who is over us and what he has promised us. But when we walk in it, that means that it requires that I have to be obedient. When God says, Mona, come over here now. You have walked this path your way. Come over here and I will teach you new patterns. I will undo what you've done and I will teach you new patterns. That requires trust, doesn't it? It requires that we take that step towards God. See, God never speaks in order to entertain us. He speaks that we may be, we may, we actually may take that step in obeying what he's telling us. James says this, if anyone is a hearer of the word, but not a doer, he is like a man who looks at himself, at his natural self, and walks away forgetting what he looks like. Charles Stanley says this, I learned that I, that I had to listen in order to comprehend, and to comprehend in order to be conformed to the truth. So many of us, what we do is we gloss over. Today, you're fighting fatigue. Today, some of you are fighting to stay awake as I'm preaching. Today, some of you are asleep. <laughs> as simple as that. But you know, do you realize there's a fight going on in your life? Do you realize that if you don't believe in spiritual warfare, it's very real no matter what? Do you realize that the enemy is going after your children? He's going after your ability to love and to forgive. He's going after all the dreams that you wanted and now feel hopeless to even get. Do you understand that there is a time where we have to actually no longer gloss over things? That we have to actually dwell with understanding. That means we have to take that time to be silent, that time to be quiet, that time to come to church and to be taught, that time to come to prayer and pray and storm heaven and say, God, I am not going to stand in this place of fear no more. I am not going to concede this territory just like Doss did. I'm going to say, God, one more time, let me scream out 
out blue murder against the enemy. I will not let my children be swayed away from the world. I will not believe that things will get worse when I know you've told me that you're going to give me all that I need. God, show me how I must do this. Help me to obey. When you're telling me to turn left, let me go left. When you tell me to go right, let me do this. Let me trust your leadership in my life. I've made it all about me. I've made it about what I'm going through, the pain, the suffering. But God, I want to push through that darkness. I want to push through the problems. I want to believe that you've caused me to be a conqueror in this because I am in Christ. Obedience must always accompany understanding. We are either in a process of resisting God's truth in our life or in the process of being shaped by that truth. And when and if you start being shaped by that truth, that's when you will experience being more than an overcomer. That's when you will experience victory. We can't just pray for something, beloved. We have to now come over to God's side and say, God, you told me this, but you're also asking me to stop doing this. Have you ever heard that from God? You want to be free, and I've told you, stop doing this. I've already spoken. Stop praying. Now do. You want to overcome for your family? Stop believing the lies. You want to overcome for your marriage? Get rid of your bitterness and stand in a place of forgiveness. You want to overcome all of these things that you're faced today? Then you need to come over to God's side. And he says, when you are there, I'll give you strength. I'll give you joy. I'll give you peace. I'll give you enablement more than you've ever, ever had. I will even put in wisdom. Who doesn't need wisdom? Oh my goodness, without wisdom, I'm a fool. It just like, I, I need God to give me what I need to make these decisions, to dwell in understanding God show me never to resist your truth has God talked to you lately has a truth been revealed if you're reading something or if you're here right now and you're sensing something moving within you you know you're hearing you know that you have you're hearing something something is shifting the choice is before you to resist it and to go back to your default and never experience that overcoming power. Or to choose to yield, to say, God, I'm not quite sure what you're saying, but I know you've been telling me to stop this activity. I know you've been telling me to actually lay down the lies that caused me to be driven. You're asking me to do this. Jesus is a person of truth in your life. And Jesus, for those who know him, lives within you. You must not just know truth. You must allow its power to transform you in such a way that his life becomes the constant measurement of who you are. What is the measurement of who you are? If you want to really know, just examine how you're responding. If how you respond doesn't reflect God or doesn't bring him glory, or if it's just you responding to your fears, then overcoming will not be something you will experience. Victory will not be something you will experience, and it will have nothing to do with God because God has already proclaimed it. He's already spoken to me, to you as well. 
So our goal is to come over where we are today to, and flourish to the person that God wants us to be tomorrow. Romans 8 in the New Century Version says this, the same verse that we started with and we're almost finished. But in all these things, we are completely victorious through God who showed his love for us. He doesn't have to prove his love. He's already showed it through his son. He, and this is what the commentary says. We abide faithfully in the new covenant of our God. See, God had a covenant with his son, not with us, because we are covenant breakers. He knew we couldn't keep our word toward him. It releases us, beloved. It releases us from trying too hard or to, for performing to try to get God's love. God says, no, no, the covenant I, I did with my son. And the son said, yes, God, I'm going to go to, 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 to the world and I'm going to save humanity for you. That means through me, they'll be able to have a relationship with you, Father. And he, he said, you come. And he says, so he's asking us, just be faithful to that covenant. Just, and abiding means this, is to continue to partner with that truth, to keep on believing, and to depend on what God has said. God has told me today, I'm more than a conqueror. God has said, no matter what you go through, I'm going to equip you to go through this moment, but it won't be in your strength. It will be in another Desmond Doss said, God, just one more. Lord, just one more. How many times do we do that in our trials? Oh, God, just show me what to do. No, we just pick up the reins. We take control. We fix everything. And we wonder why we don't overcome in this situation. And then he goes on and he continues in the commentary about this verse. He is faithful who has promised to support and make us more than conquerors. It's God through us, Jesus through us, that causes us to overcome. To give us complete triumph over sin, death, and hell. How do we gain victory? How do we remain conquerors in our troubles? It is and only and will always be through him. Unfortunately, we do life through us. We do life through us instead of through him, and we depend on our own, our own strength, our own wisdom, our own rationale, why we rationalize things. We take over the reins, we control, we fix, to end up never experiencing this overcoming power in our trials. We resist, we refuse to be molded in God's ways, and then we wonder why we're so miserable and so in pain. Now, I know that overcoming is not by our strength and is not by our power. It is by his might and by his power that, is, that he has pledged over us. We are more than conquerors because it is Jesus who gives the victory. We haven't accomplished this in ourselves. The glory belongs to the Savior and the Savior alone. He has defeated and swallowed up death, beloved. We don't have to fear tomorrow. Our tomorrow is already ordered. We don't have to fear for our children because we have a God who keeps his word. But if he doesn't have our attention and if he doesn't have our hearts, then we will actually do all of our life through ourselves. We need to remember that we don't have the resources to fix anything, but that he does. Through his love, we can overcome what we're facing. Truly, if God is for us, who can stand against us? I love this picture. I love it. Have you ever done that to your trials? Hold on. Hold on, bitter woman. 
Hold on, hateful man. Hold on. I know if God is for me, who can be against me? I said this for years without understanding the depths of this. Is that through him, nothing that I face today or tomorrow, I have no guarantees that I won't suffer, but who doesn't suffer in this world? We all do, but I am glad that if I suffer and I have trials and I am under a God who takes good care of his children and I know that no matter what, he will always be there for me. Most of you know that I have had a challenging year this year. I've navigated through events and through daily battles, and my constant was the word of God. You see, there were many times I had opportunity to go where Mona wanted to go or to go where God wanted me to go in this. And I am so thankful, but now I find myself finishing off the year a different woman. I find myself not struggling with the fears I struggled with at the beginning of this year. Not only that, but I also find that God has done deep things in my heart where things that used to drive me, the lies of the enemy, things that came so when I was a little girl, even now after being 31 years in the Lord, God is just going after these things because he wants to set me free. He knows that the future is before me and he wants me to be a conqueror. But in order to do this, I've got to yield to someone bigger than myself. And that is the problem with us, beloved. We don't trust that God is faithful in his promises. He is faithful no matter what we go through. Being an overcomer in my life had nothing to do about what I felt, what I saw, who and what was in my life, because those are all temporal. I could have my husband today, but there's no guarantee that he will be with me tomorrow. Does that mean I cease being an overcomer? Does that mean that I can't and ever will be victorious again? No, because all that I go through is based on God, who has already actually laid out that plan for me. And he said, you follow me and I will be with you. You seek me and you pursue me and I will be the one who will, won your, who will win your victories for you. I was always challenged all throughout the year to be shaped by the truth instead, about, instead of what I was going through. And when my problems arose, and many did this year, he asked me to push through them. He asked me to use truth in order to navigate through them. And you know what happened? That every time I came out of my trials or my suffering or the difficulties, I came out different. My perspective, my way of doing life changed. This is what I believe that you need to leave with today. I'm finished. I have another 40 minutes, then I'm finished. <laughs> I have to stop doing that. I say it all the time. This is the truth you need to go with today. I am a child of God who has been given everything to walk victorious. You are a child of God and you have been given everything to walk victoriously. But it will never be through my, our own strength. It'll only be through him. And that will require submission and obedience. You see, he loves us. Only through the power of Christ can, we, can he bring sweetness out of bitterness. Have you ever seen it? Sweetness out of bitterness, strength out of weakness, 
triumph out of tragedy, blessing out of heartache. That has been my testimony this year. And today I could tell you that being more than an overcomer, I'm understanding it's not about a title, it's not about who is, is in my life, but it's about whom has spoken it. And it was God. John 1, 1 John uh, 1 says this, because everyone who is a child of God conquers, there's that word, word again, the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world. It's our faith. Remember the ingredients of faith, beloved. It is knowledge, the knowing, the believing, but also the relying of it. Many of us, we know, we kind of believe, but we don't rely on it. And the reason when we don't rely on it, then we don't walk in that pattern of overcoming. It's as simple as that. Knowing, believing, and then relying on it. That means you choose to come over wherever God is asking you and you trust him. You are either choosing in the process, you're either in the process of resisting God, God's truth, or in the process of being shaped by it. In all these things, you're more than an overcomer through him who loves you. I would like you to stand, please. For years, because I was a survivor of so much abuse, for years I felt that I had to actually carry the torch, <laughs> carry the weight of life, carry the understanding that I had to provide for myself and I couldn't trust anybody else, that I had to do it myself, that nobody could protect me. And it was, they were all based on my past experiences. And I had to, over and over and over again, as I walked my journey with God, to trust that he was asking me to go over to where he was telling me to go and to believe truth over what I experienced. Now, you and I know what we experience is real, isn't it? It's, it's, it's sometimes harsh. Sometimes it's so painful that we bury it and we think we can move on without dealing with it. The fact is, is that whatever has happened in the past draws from us today and causes us to respond in other ways. So when God tells us in all of these things, you're more than an overcomer, you need to ask yourself, how long are you going to resist God's word in your life? How long are you going to choose to believe that you're okay when, when you look at your life, there is no peace, there's no joy, very little love, very little strength. There is much chaos and confusion, and there's a struggle there's a struggle going on. And I think God is asking us, for those that don't know him, to come to him and say, God, I, I, I don't know about this God thing, but I just, I just found out about Jesus today. I, I just thought he was just part of a story. But he's much more than just a story. He could actually give us all that we need. And for some of us who have been walking with God and we keep on resisting his truth, for whatever else, we have to make a choice today. We have to decide that he is actually much bigger, that he can provide a whole lot more than we can. He can protect us a lot better than we do. He can actually restore and give you what you feel that has been so lost because of your actions, that God can restore and forgive you right where you stand today. You don't have to wait another day. 
God has a plan and a purpose for your life. It's not to harm you, but to do you good. And the good is that he's going to set you free. But he needs a people who will come to him. That requires surrender. And beloved, most of us don't want to surrender grounds, even though we see that it always produces the same thing. So today, the challenge is before you. Will you believe that God has spoken promises over your life and he's going, to go, he's going to do it through you if you come alongside him. And the more you come alongside him, you will experience that overcoming power. It is a choice. The choice is yours. You make that. Let me pray for you tonight, today, okay? Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we know, Lord, that without you, we can do absolutely nothing. Jesus knew this, and God, now today, we know this. Today, God, we've been foolish enough to go our own way, trying to fix things and always carry things that we shouldn't be carrying. God, we are burdened by things that we can't understand. And we come to you, God, willingly, humbly before you, and ask you to show yourself to our hearts and our minds today. We ask that you would give courage and strength to those that have to make decisions today. And Lord, for those that don't know you, God, we ask, Lord, that they would just take that step of faith and embrace the free gift of salvation in Christ. Lord, I ask, Lord, for all of us who have known you and have resisted truth, that today we make a shift and we come over to your side and we do just like Doss did, God, just this once, God, I ask you to help me. One more time, God, help me. God, I thank you for what you're going to do this day. In your mighty name I pray. Amen. May God go with you. If you need prayer, just stick around.